Welcome to The Money Shot with Dan and Seb. I am Dan. And I'm Seb. And today we're going to be reviewing... Memories of of Murder. Murder. 2003, directed by Bong Bong Joon-ho. The worst of them will stay with you forever. That's a little catchphrase that's on Letterboxd. That's a that's a good little like logline thing. Yeah, we'll go into the the little letterbox synopsis later when we when we do the film review. Yeah, we'll, we'll go more in depth there. It stars people such as Song Kang Ho, who is in Parasite. Uh, Bong Joon Ho is the same guy who made Parasite. What else did he make? He made the host and uh, Snowpiercer and I've only I've only seen that was the second film of his. I'd, I'd you'd, seen. You'd only seen Parasite, right? Yeah, I've, I'd only seen Parasite. You've never seen Snowpiercer. No, is that the Chris Evans one? Yep. Is that his only English film? Uh, yes and no. Yes, right. it's the, his only full English film and then he's got another one which is like half English called Okja and that was produced by Netflix. You might have seen that. It's got the giant hippo thing on it. Uh, but it's like an alien. Well, it's like an, a hippo thingy thing, big right. animal. No, I haven't seen. The yeah. Asian girl. I'd only seen those two films then of his. Well, anyway, that that yeah, he's a, yeah, that one's alright. You know, all he, right. he's got some yeah. When, when he, I f- I find actually no, let's let's just get into Bong Joon Ho later. Yeah, we we'll, we can discuss him later. Uh, what have you been What have you been watching this week? Okay, so this is this is um interesting mm-hmm. because I I never thought I'd do this. So I was I was on Netflix the other day and I was looking for something to watch and I was a bit bored, um and. Well, I wasn't on. I was on like Disney Plus and binge. You're scrolling whatever. the streaming services. Scrolling the streaming services, and I just come across Harry Potter, and I was like, hmm. "You just rewatched Har- the first one?" No, 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 not the first one, because I'd seen the first couple ones too many times to count. Like I've seen mm, me too. Uh, Philosopher's Stone, Chambers, Chamber of Secrets, and Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, and Goblet, Goblet of Fire, so many times, and then, um, but I, I don't even think I'd finished Order of the Phoenix, just. Really? Ever? Yeah. You haven't finished all the Harry Potter movies? Or maybe I, I did watch it, but like I watched it once ages ago. I just... Order of the Phoenix is it, pretty... It's the most... It's in the, the middle with the Harry Potter movies, yeah, I would argue. Yeah, it's pretty mid. It's pretty mid. I, I mean, I I, I'd, I'd say it's even on the worser end of them. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think any of the Harry Potter movies are like bad. Oh, no, it wasn't that, bad. that would be at the bottom. Look, I gave me. I gave Order of the Phoenix to like a three and a half. Like it's, yeah, it's, pa- it's passable and it's not, it's not shit. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just kind of, it's a kind of a uh, Harry Potter film. Anyway, so then I, I finished that and I was like, well, i got to watch the end now. <laughs> so uh-huh. I watched Half-Blood Prince. I watched Deathly Hallows really? and Deathly Hallows Part 2. Actually, my least favourite. Even favorite, though I'd already seen them. My least favourite Harry Potter movie is Deathly Hallows Part 1. Really? I don't mind it. It's just like. <sighs> I think it's quite No, no, it's good. It's good but I, I, know it's, I know it's poorly rated compared no, no, it's ones. not bad. It's just kind of like, it's just not as good as the second half. And and I feel like it, it, it just didn't need to be its own entire movie. I mean, it feels like, well, I mean, it definitely is as well, you know, because there are only seven books. Is that Warner Brothers went, hey, you know money? <laughs> I reckon we can make more. And uh, so, yeah, look, 100%. Yes, I know they could have done that. What are the, like just done one, but I think you get the most. Um, you more, get to more spend so more time with the characters. You get to enjoy the story more. Yes, all of that stuff. I liked how the the um, the the conflict between Ron, Hermione, and Harry in the first one is 
Yeah, I agree with that. I do really like that. It's a really... And, and it's the first you, film... You don't really get much conflict between those the three, three of them. The, throughout the whole thing until that point, really. Well, it's. I think the, the good thing about that film is that it's just the first one that is a completely different dynamic. You yeah. know, like, that's what's cool about the last two Harry Potters is they are totally different to the first six films. Like, there's, yeah. no, there's nothing similar about them. Because I feel like the first six films, they all follow that same kind of like, yeah, it's a new year at Hogwarts oh, there's a bad thing that's going to happen that we're going to foreshadow. There's some sort of like dread from the opening of Deathly Hallows Part 1 that is just so black and white, like night and day from Half-Blood Prince. It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're on about. It's so different. It's really Well, because we talked about this when we were talking about Stranger Things and I gave the example of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. The films age with the audience or with the characters and the audience. But it's it's so different. You know, it's Mm. the whole vibe of it is, is... Quite I different. agree. No, no, there's nothing wrong with that film. I just kind of reckon it could have easily... You could have made Deathly Hallows one film. It could have been three and a half hours because I think the second one's two and a half. So you could have added yeah, an that- hour onto the second one and put the whole first movie into an hour. Wouldn't have been quite as fleshed out, but I think mm. you would have enjoyed that whole story in one go. Even if it was a long-ass film, I reckon one long-ass film as opposed to two... I think then overall it would have been one better film instead of two. As true as that is, I mean, putting death, uh, I don't know, just watching one, part one and part two just all in once, it just feels like one movie anyway, so. Yeah, well, they shot it all but they, together. I mean, I know how, how they did the whole cock tease wait a year thing back in the day. Yeah, well, they did it, come it out. Harry Potter did it, um, Twilight Games. did it, Hunger Games did it. Yeah, I guess, doing that, I guess Avengers, they? Infinity War and, and Endgame, kind of. although they're very different separate films. It's not really the continuation yeah. of a Even TV it. series these days are doing it. Better Call Saul's doing it. Well, that's always been a thing. TV shows are... No, no, no. But that like, is a TV show thing, is cock teasing you like that. We shouldn't, we shouldn't use the phrase cock... Um, no, but like, you know how in the, in the final season of, of like Breaking Bad, they did like two in... You know, they did... Season five, part one. Season five, part two. They're That's doing pretty common, though. They did that with the end of Breaking Bad. Most final seasons of shows, yeah, a lot. Of but them it's do the that. same marketing thing. Yeah, absolutely. And they're doing it with Better Call Saul. They, they. I guess they kind of did it with Stranger Things. I think there's going to be a season five of that, though. But mm. well, have they? Are they having a break now? I'm still not watching it. Are they having oh, a break? Um, the last two episodes I think came out yesterday, but I haven't seen them. So oh, okay. I'm excited for that. That's what I'm going to do. I can't do it today because I've got to go to work, but... Fair enough. Bit annoying. But yeah, I was watching the, the Harry Potters. The Harry Potters. Well, I watched last night, just threw it on with Georgia because um, I thought it would be just a kind of background popcorn movie. McDonald's movie. McDonald's movie, <laughs> absolutely. And I just saw it and I went, oh, I like Tom Hardy. Oh, Chris Pine's all right. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon's... Uh, yeah, all right, we'll put it on. Uh, two thousand. Did you think it was going to be good? No, I knew it would be kind of shit, but I thought it would at least be like a little bit entertaining. Right. 2012's This Means War, directed by... Oh, it's directed by Mick G. Oh, gotta love Mick G. Gotta love Mick. He's got some funny stuff out there. Okay, so look. look Mick G, Mick G, I have to say this right now, guys. Mick G is the king of McDonald's movies. Abs- yeah, yeah. So this but was But not in a bad way. I don't mean that as an insult. 
I think that I think it's a privilege. Okay, so he's made. Here we go. I'm just going to list off some. I, oh, I've seen more McG movies than I realized. The the early 2000s Charlie's Angels, great. I love I love that first one. It's funny. The Babysitter. We've talked about that. It's good. Terminator <laughs> Salvation. Babysitter is not good, but look, all of his. No, you know what? I enjoyed Babysitter. I, I enjoyed it. It's not something I'd watch usually, but I thought it was funny. See, they're not. We're not. We never said that they were good movies. But they're just yeah. but they're fun to watch. I haven't seen all of Charlie's Angels. Have you seen the first one though? Oh, you mean you I've haven't? seen half of the first one. It's pretty funny. It's very campy two thousand shit. I really. But I can it. I can enjoy Charlie's Angels. Yeah, yeah even yeah. though it's not that great. Okay, so this is in the same vein. This movie, this means war from two thousand twelve. So I'll set it up for you. It's a really generic spy kind of situation. Like spy buddies, you got Chris Pine and um and I've just had a memory blank. Chris Pine and Tom Hardy, uh, and they're in this movie together, and they're like cop buddies that you know have that like they're just really cool, and they you know they um it's the running gag of like in the movie throughout is they'll like burst into some shootout and they're like killing all the bad guys, and then Tom Hardy runs out of magazines and he's like mag mag all the time. It's like this whole running joke. There's all these cringe. It's just a very cringe spy plot. What's it called again? This means war. But then, right. Right. Then they subvert the cringe spy plot thing by introducing Reese Witherspoon because they're both just, um, on dating on a, on a dating website. And you got to remember this is 2012. So this is real fresh internet dating. And, there's this whole scene and it's really funny watching it in the context of now where Tom Honey's like, yeah, man, I just like put all my details on, on this, um, on this dating website. And Chris Pine's like, what you mean that you put all of your private information on the internet so that everyone can see. He's like, yeah, it's just like a way to like meet chicks and stuff. And it's just, and they're like, your Tom Hardy impression is funny. (laughs) It's not really, I'm just doing, I'm just doing a vague (laughs) British accent. Um, and, and Chris Pine's like, dude, that's what the hell? Like, why would you put all, your, put all your private information on the internet? And there's a whole scene where they like go off of, and I think it's funny. <laughs> anyway, and okay. then well, it's just funny because in the context of now, like everyone's on dating apps, you know, but this is early internet shit. Anyway, so then, or early dating apps. So this is the stupid cringe part of the movie. Tom Hardy meets Reese Witherspoon and then somehow else Chris Pine meets Reese Witherspoon and they both don't realize that they're like dating her. And then they do realize and they're like, oh, bro. Like they go, hey, I'm me dating this chick. And, and Chris Pine's like, hey, I'm dating this chick. And Tom Hardy's like, hey, I'm dating this chick. And they're like, oh yeah, can we see? And then they both show the same picture and they're like, oh. And oh, then instead of, oh, doing, instead of doing the normal human being thing, they go, hey, let's make it a competition to see who can um, win her over. Oh. And then they just keep, let's just clarify, this movie would definitely not get made now because the whole premise of the movie is Reese Witherspoon is the prize for these two men to like win That's over. That's terrible. Yeah, and then they're both like just trying to sabotage each, and because they're spies, right? It was, it was made in 2012. 2012. But because they're spies, right, they're getting all this like, in. they're getting like their teams of, like little people in computers to like spy on her and get all this information. Oh, it sounds so cringe. It's so cringe. And there's so many cringe bits, right? Um, I want to watch it now. Though. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's, I didn't even finish it last night, but it was just so cringe. And like they, Chris Pine and Tom Hardy, well, at least Tom Hardy when, he just, when he's clean shaven, they both have very, like they're jacked guys with very baby faces. You know what I mean? Yeah, I sort of know what you're saying. Like in this 
poster for it. They just they look like babies. But like I I'm not sure if it's meant to be satire. That's what I'm confused about. Because it it kind of Who knows with who, G. He 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 really kind of toes the line between is this satire or is it just so campy and fucking Here look so I'll read you the, the <laughs> fucking weird and and shit to the point of like like it could it could be taking the piss out of I'm just not sure, but I'll read you that. So the letterbox thing is it's spy against spy. Two top CIA operatives wage an epic battle against one another after they discover they are dating the same woman. So like a lot of this movie is like one of them being on a date. And then the other one, like, you know, like they break in, both of them break into her house to like, see what she likes and stuff. And it's so cringe. And it's just like, he hasn't made a lot of movies, actually. No, not really. I feel like I just something just tells me in my heart that McGee has made more movies, but he hasn't. Mm. What anyway, else, what I else just, has he done? I was he's I produced was, a lot of movies. Yeah, the the Duff. Oh yeah, great film. The Duff. The Duff. Tall Girl as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great film. Great film. Tall Girl. Anyway, all I'm getting at is that I thoroughly was entertained by this movie, but it's really cringe and very outdated now. McG loves his female protagonists. What a progressive guy. Yeah. Well, in this movie, he's got a female <laughs> protagonist, but it's extremely misogynistic. So right, trying to balance the, um, the thing there, I guess. Like Charlie's Angels. But they're also badass. No, but Charlie's <laughs> Angels is different. That's not like this. She's not like a cool spy in this movie. She's just like a girl and they're just trying to win her, you know? Like there's not... Charlie's Angels are like, you Wait, know... Wait, so does it go into why she's dating two people? Um, So I think like... I can't really remember. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty like paper thin plot. I won't lie. It was just... She just decided she needed to like get out there because she... I don't know, like she had a husband or a boyfriend and they died oh, or something, yeah. and then my, she my girlfriend's cheating on me with no, another no, 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 guy. no. But it's not. But they're not like Let's you know. Try and fight over her. No, it's just like an initial. It's just like you know, she's put herself out. She's going on a couple dates. It's not like a. They're not like both in serious relationships. Oh, it's more just. Like, I thought you were saying that they were like. No, 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 no. <laughs> they just both realized that they went on a date with her, and then oh. they and then they both like, oh, all right, we'll both keep dating her okay, until that she picks. seems. That seems a bit more. Better than what I thought no, it was. No, but it's still cringe. Trust yeah. me. It's still really I can, cringe. I can imagine. Because that's what I'm saying is the whole premise is like, hey, we're two men and we've decided that we're going to see who can win this girl. It's just, it's a cringe plot. Anyway. That does sound very cringe. Yeah. Should we should we get on with the review? I guess we should. Maybe we shall. Let's. Memories of Murder. All right. So, Memories of Murder, Bong Joon-ho, um... Let's get into it. Let's get into it. 1986. The body of a young woman is found brutally raped and murdered. Two months later, a series of rapes and murders commences under similar circumstances. And in a country that had never known such crimes, South Korea. The dark (laughs) whispers of a serial murderer grow louder. A task force is set up in the area with two local detectives... Park Duman and Joe Young-gu, joined by a detective from Seoul who requested to be assigned to the case. Mm. So, um, I, 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 this is the second time I've seen it. Um, it stars Song Kang-ho, who was in Parasite as the, the dad. The um, main character. The, uh, he's the main character of Parasite. Uh, I think he shares that role with the kid. 
the boy. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Anyway. And um, we also got uh, Kim Sung Kyung and Kim Roy Ha as the main three um, detectives on the case. Um, what would uh, did you think, Boss Man, having viewed it for the first time? I know that... Um, I did... I did enjoy it. Did I you get confused at some bits because yeah, of the language barrier? Yeah, a little bit I think I like. Like I'm there was some moments where I got a bit confused, especially with like I didn't pick up that it was two months later or like I didn't catch that. Um there are a few little things that I missed, but it, it, right. by the end of it I got I'm it all. so good at watching subtitles mo- subtitled movies. Okay, I know this sounds like... Oh, I'm actually yeah. just a really good... Uh, I'm just so profound at movies. That no, I, got, I understood everything. Yeah, I understood everything by the end, but I think I missed some shit and then like I've, like I've still figured it out is my point. But I, I got confused at moments, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's like with the foreign names, people, you know, can't match. Sometimes re- reading a foreign name, they... Match yeah, that, like matching I that to faces can be a bit hard sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Like I got lost with who I don't know any of their names. I reckon, right. and I couldn't. I definitely couldn't match the names to the to the faces. So that bit you've got to like. I don't know. It's definitely a. It's definitely just a adapting to because I guess in the Western world and we don't use names like like Korean names at all. So it's kind of just. Yeah, I know. Thinking of them as names and associating to the character. It's just like a weird subconscious thing. You know what I mean? It's yep. just more mental but effort. What did you think? Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting because... It's it's very... Have you seen Zodiac? No. Well, it's very similar to Zodiac. It, and it's based off a true story that all of it's true. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, I, li- I liked it. I thought it was... There were some bits of like crime fiction mystery fiction tropes in it a little bit since actually fun fact since they released this film mm. they found out who the actual killer was oh wow yeah oh, okay. i didn't research too much into that mm. about who, who it was or but um that's a thing interesting but do you know what i mean there was a little bit of like crime crime films and like mystery film tropes in it a bit but i guess yeah. that's the nature of but it wasn't it wasn't just distra- it was more just the one that bugged me that I picked up on instantly was just the like good cop, bad cop thing straight away. You know, like yeah. out of the, as soon as well, they, I, I, but I thought it was funny. Like they I think used it's it. funny how they kind of subvert that because, you know, he's saying, oh, well, yeah, the, the other cop is, you know, he's all right. But, you know, if you, if you, if you lie to him, he's going to, he's going to beat you. And then he just beats, he just, he just walks in and beats him. And kicks the shit out. Yeah. It was funny. That's what I, I mean. That, 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 um, <laughs> that was funny. The, de- uh, the detective who like is, Always beats you. The should we explain? Should we explain what you said um, about the video essay, and so that we can keep track of the characters we're talking about? Oh yeah. So in w- <laughs> keeping track of the characters is going to be a bit hard because uh, of the naming, the like we were just talking about. Uh, there's a great video essay by Cinema Autopsy. That's okay. his name. Go watch his video, and he talks about. Um, he gives an analysis on memories of murder and what he considers the elusive truth of the. The elusive truth. Yeah. What is its elusive truth? Well, I mean, I that's kind of what it's about because they don't find... Because they don't find the truth, yeah. Anyway, but talk about the... Um, name, the so, so the three characters, there's... Um, he, he names them the shaman who's like... Uh, the main character, the guy who's in Parasite. Yeah, the guy who's in Parasite, he's kind of the main character. And the, he the, refers the main to character role's kind of shared sh- between him and um, the, the sole 
detective. The soul detective. Well, anyway, he he, but he, I was he calls say, himself a shaman yeah. because he claims that he can he can see, um, he can determine whether someone's guilty just by looking at them, and then he, that attempt always fails. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he never actually can figure it. Well, he sort of does, but he sort of doesn't. No, he he can't. <laughs> no, well, he he does it. He does it. Well, with the the guy that um had the red underwear. Well, he, he sees, he sees the, red the red underwear, 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 and then he makes it makes look it look like, like he's yeah. doing it. Yeah, so I guess he's bullshitting. Um, so the shaman, and, and then and then after that instance where it's not actually him, he admits that it, it's just like bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Um, and then he starts questioning his own methods of investigation and then there's the um the, the cinema the cinema autopsy guy calls his partner the kicker because he, he kicks people <laughs> he kicks people and he's all and he's into the whole like police brutality and you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. Corru- corruption side of trying to get information out of people mm. and, and forging evidence and all that and then the, and then the whole irony behind that is he gets his leg amputated at the end yeah. there <laughs> Which I think is really funny, but I did think it was just kind of random. Like they just like well, he 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 can't. I mean, he he refuses to change, doesn't he? And he has a he has a hissy fit because, you know, now his partner is saying, "Oh, you need to stop, you need to stop doing that." Yeah, and then but and I, he's I, getting cri- he's getting criticized in the news, and that's you know, and that almost results in him having his having his like, But I did think it was kind of like um, the way they slotted that in is like just twenty minutes towards the end of the film. There's this whole like thing, and it's like, oh well, you got to get your leg amputated, and then they just move on. Like it, it felt like I get it. I get the whole moral of the story. Yeah. And it's like a literal thing to represent how he won't change, and so yeah, he's getting punished for that. But they just kind of slip it in. Like, no, no, I didn't mind it. No, no, I didn't mind it. But I just felt like that they were going along, like trying to work out who the murderer was and all this stuff, and then, and then there's that scene of them trying to start the car, pushing it, and he goes, oh, what's in your leg? Oh yeah, there's a bit of a cut. Oh, it keeps swelling. Um, you've got tetanus. You're gonna have to get your leg amputated. Can <laughs> yeah. you sign his life away? Yep. And then they just move. Then they keep going with the plot. So I that's true. It, they don't really return to it, do they? No. That he. You just don't see him then for the rest of the film. Yeah. So they just kind of. It felt a little bit that part. Specifically, it was towards the end of the movie. But that's so. what I mean. That's why I think it was weird. It's like it felt like we were getting to the end, and then they just quickly slipped in that side plot no, bit it, of him. It didn't bother me too much. I mean, not too much. I just kind of and noticed it. Anyway, so we're calling him the kicker, and the last one is the guy from Soul, who's you know taking all the steps very um you know by the book and yeah. and you know actually doing proper investigation and he keeps saying documents he, never lie yeah and 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 though he does go you know he does get somewhere further than you know the other detectives he, even his methods still don't find out what the truth really is well i think and we're calling him the, the scientist. scientist so thanks to what was his name cinema autopsy thanks to cinema autopsy for your naming great channel name mate very so, very awesome well what i was going to say um I thought was cool is how like those three characters kind of represent it. Like none of them get it done and they all kind of represent. It's like if, if they just combined their three methods, then maybe <laughs> they would have gotten way further, but because all three of them are just like, fuck you, I'm going to do it my way. Fuck you. I'm going to do it my way the whole time. It's like, they can never really. Yeah. And the, and there's constant moments of that throughout the film of like showing how none of them are a hundred percent right, but they've all, they're all like kind of onto it, but just not mm. all the way onto it. I liked the that dynamic, and it does implement you know some some pieces of um, feminism in there with you know like the 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 girl the, the female uh, detective. Um, I didn't know I didn't know if she was a detective or she was just like an office worker there. Or she was a detective. no, she was a detective as well, and you know she's like downtrodden by the other 
you know, men. the other men there. And but she's she's the person who finds the best bit of evidence that leads to probably what is considered the actual killer. You know, oh, which is the the song being played on the radio. Yeah, on the radio. Yeah. Um. So. And even even that, you know, you still don't see. But a then lot I'm of it. see. Then I'm confused, right? So that is a bit of evidence. But then, like, is it meant to be left up to interpretation if that kid did kill them at the end? You know, the kid that they they think did it. Yeah. Is it meant to be like, did he or didn't he, or is it like, no, he didn't? It's it's a did did he? Well, you just don't know, and you know you don't, and you can't act. You know, like you can't prove it. So mm. even though there's a. There's mm. a lot of stuff to suggest that he did. That he did. What do you think? What's your interpretation? Um, I I I liked some. There was some. I really liked the the shaman's um, stare thing. And at the end there. At the end, I loved that. He bit. just admits that he just he just he doesn't. just goes fuck. I don't know. Yeah. No, I read that was that and was. That, one I of mean, my that's them the com- combining the two. Um, different methods, wasn't it? Because because the the documents come back and it says no, and the guy just can't. The scientist like it, cannot even believe the, that the documents say it's not him. Well, the document doesn't even say it's not him. It says we can't figure it's out. Not, if it's not. It's not him. conclusive evidence or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I liked that. They both, with both of their methods, still couldn't figure it out. Bro, maybe they needed the kicker. Maybe they did need to talk to him <laughs> a bit more. Um, I like the ambiguity. I don't mind that with with mystery films. Like I really like Prisoners, mm. and that's got that real ambiguous ending. And I. Th- Okay, what I think is the best shot in the film, but I, I'm not going to put it as my money shot because oh. it's not visually stunning. Oh, uh, okay. But it's th- I think it's the best shot. This is... I, sorry, I'll just quickly before you say that. My money shot this week, I'm not going to say what it is, but I definitely... This is the least visually stunning shot I picked so mm. far of all the... Anyway, go on. Um, how at the end when nine... Uh, it's, uh, you know, like years later and it's like 2003 and oh, yeah. the shaman is, you know, going about his daily life. He's got a family and he's not de- being a detective anymore. And then he goes past the the place where the first murder the, happened, the gutter thing. Yeah, the gutter. And he, you know, he looks in, and then a, cu- a child comes up to him and goes, "Oh, well, I saw this other guy who was here a couple of weeks ago and said he, you know, has a memory of this place." And then you know, it was obviously the murderer. And then even that is like, what does he look like? Normal. He just looks normal. He just looks it's normal. that's so like. Well, that's not really about the shot. It's just the moment. No, 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 not that. I, that's not the shot I'm talking about. Oh. And then the look at the camera. At the last shot of the film where he looks at the camera. It, I thought that was great because it's looking at into the audience and the killer probably, I, mean, I think I think they were still out there. Well, you know, the, oh, it's like implying that he's looking out to the audience, like he's looking out to the world that the killer's still out there. Yeah, and, and, it, but, and it's almost like, well, he, he knows that, um, someone out there is going to be feeling that guilt. Um, uh, okay. You know, that they they knew. Hey, that's interesting because I didn't really, when I watched it, I didn't really love the look to the camera at the end. I found it a bit um, just off compared to the rest of the film. I don't know. But now saying that, I understand the the motive behind it. But I'm also, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't love it when I watched it. I was kind of just like, it was a distracting mm. last moment in the film that he was just staring at me and it didn't feel, it felt very like breaking the, I don't know. I feel, breaking the fourth wall is a really hard thing it to kind do. Of, yeah. And sometimes it just, it, it kind of took me out of it a bit and it was in that last moment of the film. I thought it was really good. Now it, saying that I, I, I appreciate it more, but in the moment of watching it. Yeah, it is a bit big thing. It was a bit <laughs> distracting is more and, what I'm at. And um, 
even and another thing I noticed was when it returns to that same location compared to the start, it's desaturated as well. No, it's not in the whole film's desaturated. It's less desaturated at the end. Well, it's the same location showing the same it's shots. It's more vibrant at the end. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, it, it, is, it is vibrant. Well, I was actually going to say, I really didn't like the colouring of the whole film, to be honest. I didn't, in, I didn't enjoy the... Well, after the murders start, they start making it look more gross. M- more gross. I know, but I didn't, I didn't like the type of gross. Like, it was just very desaturated the whole time. And, I, and it was grey. And I, I understand what they were going for. But it had this weird vibe. This is kind of a. a uh, I feel like that's probably because you're a filmmaker, though. I feel like when people watch it and they get that. Yeah, maybe. Well, because I was going to say it's a subconscious thing, and they I was going to make a very filmmaker comment, which is, um, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. A lot of the film looked like they had just turned the exposure after the fact down because a lot of the white looked like turn like. This is a kind of a confusing thing to say. It just looked like they they turned the whites down in a lot of it, whereas the like the white didn't look bright. It just looked like mm. they'd filmed it, and then after the fact in post, they just turned the exposure down, and so the white looked like a a weird desaturated white. That is that is a weird comment, but mm. it, it just kind of looked strange, like f- strange, like faded. Everything looked faded, but not in a not in a, like a, in an artistic, I've faded the, it's the color grade. I don't know. It was yeah. just, it, I didn't love the color grading. It didn't distract me that much from the, the quality of the film. I but. think there's one thing that really does excel um, in this movie that, you know, um, puts it aside from a lot of other movies is, uh, and and um, what's his face? Every frame of painting that, that every frame of painting was this, Video essay. Yeah, guy. I've seen a lot of it. Yeah, and he he doesn't do them anymore. He's kind of a god in the video essay film world. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he he made a great um, video on memories of murder, talking about the um, ensemble shooting um, in you know scenes that you know don't have a lot of weight to them, and um, oh, a lot of the really long shots of just the whole scene. Yeah, where it's just all of the actors in shot mm. and. It navigates that really, really well. Um, there's a bit in the bar when you know how they're in the bar and they and before that f- big fight breaks out. You mean I can't remember where the guy gets the hole in his leg. But, but remember when the chief throws up in that bar? Mm. Yeah. So and so that you got two different perspectives arguing, and the chief's in the middle and he's he's asleep. Yeah. And then behind him, there's the kicker having sex with someone. You know, coming. You know, oh, coming yeah, up yeah, and down yeah, on yeah. the couch. And then it, it has a slow zoom in, and anyway, and then you know, anyway, I I, I think the ensemble shooting is really good. I understand and, what you're saying, and yeah. also they turn like shots with like four people into like two shots very well, and mm. and well, I liked. There's a bit in, that and also Samuel Jackson um did a an interview talking about um one of the films that he was in, and he was talking about ensemble staging and. And it it's good to just let the instead of you know cutting between loads of close ups and stuff is just, just know, let like, the actors do their thing. Let the actors do their thing and not you know get That's in true. the way of that. Well, I was going to say, and and also having that ensemble stuff does make the close ups more impactful when you have them. Yeah. It's well. speaking of not necessarily a big ensemble shot, but a, just a long shot that was held in the film. Not my money shot. Was um, 
when they first, I think it's maybe it's the second murder they find where there's the footprint, you know, when they first, maybe it's the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah, at the start. The yeah. footprint and then the And tractor, everything's fucking up, yeah. Yeah, everything's fucking up, but I don't know if you noticed, I noticed it straight away and I thought it was really cool. He comes, he walks down that hill and then he's walking up going, oh, where the fuck's the forensic team? And then that dude like falls down the slope <laughs> yeah. and he walks around and then he sees the tractor. He goes back up to the tractor. Tractor runs over the, the footprint. And then he sees the footprint again. He walks back down. Another bloke <laughs> yeah. falls down. It's like a perfect circle of what, and it's really, it, yeah. I noticed that and I thought it was really cool because the camera does the same thing and kind of the environment, everything around him does the same kind of thing as well. And, it's a and cool Bong Joon-ho's good at those, those, um, he's very good at composing shots and, you know. Yes, but overall, this was way less. Um, and he, he's great at like, you know, timing and direction. Agreed. But this film definitely felt less um, meticulously planned than Parasite. Well, yeah, obviously. And, and it, I'm sure he didn't spend as much time on this as he did Parasite. Because no. pa- Parasite feels like, you know, everyone makes the, the comments about... Um, I mean, look, Parasite is like seven, 17 years late. No. 2019, that was 2003. However, 16 years later than yeah, this? Yeah, 16 years later, that's true. Mental but I, I, I was going to say, um, to me, Parasite, like people make the comments about Stanley Kubrick is like, oh, every single fra- every frame of painting. Mm. Um, like Parasite does feel like, like you can pause it at any point in Parasite and it's like an incredible shot. This didn't feel as much like that. Although I don't know if it needed it necessarily. That's just a comment. Just based, that's, I was expecting more of that because that's all I've known of Bong Joon-ho because I'd only seen Parasite. I don't know. I feel like with, you know, stuff like Kubrick, all of his all of his shots are very still and they, you know, and like each shot is a new thing that it's portraying and, yeah. and, and he doesn't have a lot of movement in his shots and I feel like... Pa- Bong Joon Ho. Like Bong Joon Ho, he has like, you know, he almost in, in a lot of Parasite's shots, it has like an order for like he has a beginning, middle, and end for a lot of his shots. That's what like without cutting. And he, he does that in a lot of his films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I agree with that. Beginning, middles and ends for for, you know, going through different characters' conversations and stuff. And um another thing I I, I like I like to see was, you know, if if something isn't as Im- like, I mean, it's it's pretty clear the stuff that he does, you know, like it, it's like, oh yeah, that's obvious, but you know, like at the start when the the scientist um, comes from Seoul, and then you know he's like he's kind of there, but he's kind of you know watching what the the yeah. main other detectives are doing, and you know before he starts implementing what he wants to do, mm. you know, he's just in the background of a lot of the shots. Have you did you notice that? No, I didn't pick up on that, but well, you know, like he's he's in the background doing probably something more productive, but we're not focusing on that, that at the moment. And yeah, I did think actually my my initial thought was, oh, the detective from Seoul is going to be the killer. Um, like I thought that they would reveal it, and then that would be like the twist. But that's actually kind of a shit twist. It's a bit obvious. Yeah, no. Um, I I almost think in a way the film, like the whole prologue, as much as it was good, in a way it could have been just as good without the whole prologue bit. Like if they just ended it at the train scene with the dude walking off into the, you know, like if you didn't get any of in that 2003 bit, I think it almost would have had more of a like yeah. mystery about it. That's true. But, but I, I still think the, the, the bit where he's at, you know, revisiting the site and then the girl talks about the, you know, 
the murderer coming back and looking at the crime mm. scene. I, I thought that was, I don't know. I thought that was powerful. Yeah, I agree. It was still good, but I just think. But the best, the best bit is on the train tracks. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's that was definitely the best part of the film. Although I loved, I did really like the the chase bit after they and catch the dude wanking. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did that chase was quite funny, and I I think it's great how like you know it's almost like you're so like you th- you think that that guy at the end is the guy who did it like. You're pretty. Oh, no, nah, I was never. I I was never sold on it. I always kind of thought that there was going to be. When I first watched it, I was like, okay, well they caught the guy. Now they just have to, you know, prove it. And then they don't prove it. And then you question yourself, like, yeah, is it true? And th- I mean, that's what the characters are, are thinking in the moment, you know. Yeah. And th- and it's. I think it's great because you get so close to knowing, but you just don't know. Yeah. Oh, you I mean, know, th- and there's so much evidence to suggest that he... I mean, he is on, the one. He is the one, but nothing, you know, no proof at all. No. You know, like the soft hands and the and the radio thing and... Yes. And you know what I actually... You know what's another critique I have, though, is that the, the kid with the mental problems, the, the way that he got killed... What's his name? I, f- I think his name's Kwang or something. Yeah, I, I can't remember the character's name, but... Bayek Kwang Ho. Yes. Kwang. But I thought it was a a little bit of a cop out that he's because I I think the he whole just gets run over by the train. Well, because I think the whole thing they're implying is that he was like traumatized or something and burnt as a kid. I think yeah. that's what they get at, right? And then he has some weird like flashback moment there, and that's when he ends up on the train tracks. But he's lucid; he's totally sane all the way up until that point, and then he dies. So I, you know, they didn't show. I mean, he's all he's always a bit out of it, but he's not like. It seems like he's all of a sudden hallucinating the fire well, or something. Well, I think, I think he, the, main, the main issue that lies, you know, like with his psyche or whatever and the problem that they're having is, you know, like how he interacts, how he communicates stuff and his social interactions, not necessarily what he remembers or how, you know, how he thinks. I think it's mainly, mainly social. Yeah, yeah, he has a problem communicating. But I just mean he like, he loses his shit and then ends up on the train tracks. But he, yeah. he never loses his shit like that. It's almost like, he's, like a, you know, he's very childish. I think is yeah the, he becomes a child yeah, but I, I think it was a little bit of a cop out to kill him like that because I think they could have gotten him off the, you know it felt a little bit like I understand he has to die so that they can't get closer to the, you know it leaves that ambiguity but also then they yeah. don't after he dies they're like all right he's dead and they just move on. That was my other. I guess like they couldn't really do anything about. I mean, what are they supposed? No, to No, but do? they didn't really, you know, sit in there because earlier in the film when they try to arrest him for the murders. They um, there's all of that kind of like what what is the um, what is the public's opinion on what they're doing, mm. and actually that's another thing, is that the the public's opinion on how the cops are operating, and the that in the story kind of flows in and out. Like sometimes it's important what the public is thinking about them, and then sometimes they don't really like. There, I felt there's a little bit of inconsistency in terms of when they're bringing that into the film. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here yeah but that didn't really bother me that much. I wasn't like... No, it didn't bother me, but I just... I, I was, didn't really notice. Oh, I, I, mean, just, I picked up on it a little bit. I still liked the film. I'm, I'm throwing out a bunch of criticisms. I still really enjoyed the film and I thought it was really cool and I, and I loved the story of it and um, I thought it was done very well. There's just a few little nitpicky things. Yeah. They're not really a big deal, but yeah. I mean, but those those are things that you think about afterwards where you're just like, Oh wait! Uh, no, I, I okay. well, I was sitting there noticing those things a little bit. What but you were like? Why are they sh- showing the public, and now they're not? <laughs> I mean, I can't spend too much time. 
No, I just mean that there was like a level of importance of it in the story and then there just wasn't. And then there was again. It was like, you know, the the, the chief saying like, oh, you know, you guys can't keep acting like this because we're getting bad press. And then it would just not be in there for a bit and then it would come back and he'd be like, no, the bad press. And I felt like after the kid died, I thought there was going to be a whole bit about how like he got the kid killed, the cops got the kid killed, but they yeah. just kind of didn't. I guess it's about you know what you what you show and what you and what you're focusing on, what, yeah. What you're focusing on, on and also like you know how much I feel like you know that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it, uh, I guess. It, I guess, but it was more just in that sort of context. I feel like there would have been repercussions for the cop who semi got the kid killed. You know. Yeah, which just wasn't there. But you know, it's it was just yeah how they how they portrayed that whole event and stuff. Should yep. we should we get I think on? We should get into the money shot. Get onto the money it's shots. It's your turn to go first, though. But I've got two. Okay, so my money shot for the film is um, in the train scene at the end. Yeah. Uh, oh no, am I gonna get? Am I gonna? It is. It could be a different shot because there's a few good ones there. All right. It's there's a bit where he is staring into the gu- the kid's eyes, mm. and the camera starts on I guess the left of the shaman's. Wait, is this, is this focusing on the kid or the shaman? Focusing on the kid. Right. And it pans... With the bloody mouth and stuff. Yeah, and it pans around to the kid and you just see the kid's expression. And I just really liked the way that they were revealing. And then I wish I could sort of include, then it cuts to the close-up of the shaman trying to work The it money out. cut? The money cut, yeah. <laughs> the, my money cut is the reaction <laughs> shot of him like really intensely. Maybe we should add that in every week. Just well, I think some shots require context of another one, but yeah. like overall it's the that cuts shot. can be more powerful than shots. Yes. Sometimes. True. Agreed. Um, but yeah, so my money shot is, there's that shot of the camera pans round and you see the kid looking at him and then it cuts to him staring intently at the kid. Yeah. And then you get that moment of, oh, I don't know, but I just really liked the camera panning around his head to reveal the kid. I thought it was, it was just nice. And it kind of, it's a simple shot. That's what I mean. It's the least like visually stunning shot. Although I think in general, this film isn't a mega cinematic film, you know, like it has some nice um, camera work, but it's not like you're not going, you know how some films you just watch and you're like, I, wow. Yeah, I think. Wow. What, like all, all I the think shots. the best thing that they do is the ensemble staging. Agreed. And I think that's. And but, but that's it, not very cinematic. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's it's not something that you notice when you watch it, um, but it works very well. And I think that's the best kind of, you know, like yeah, something that's not supposed to make you go, wow, but, you know, something mm. that's supposed to I be... I agree. Su- um, what's the word? Subconsciously powerful. Mm. But, yeah, my, my whole... My thing is just this film, in gen- this film in general is not a visually stunning film, but that was my no. favourite. My favourite shot was that one where it just pans around. Right. What's yours? Mine is, though it's very brief, and I reckon if they stayed on it, you would, you know, you'd notice it more. Um, but it's, oh, I wish it could be longer. Um, from inside the tunnel, mm. looking at them with the, where the shaman, no, is it the sh- no, 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 the scientist is um, got a gun and he's pointing it at uh, the, the kid, the supposed murderer who's, crouching down and oh it's yeah yeah and it's you know down a tunnel and you mm, it's mostly mm, black and then in the middle it's you see the kid well, and he runs off you mean that bit where he gets up 
No, no, no. This is from inside the tunnel looking out. Oh, when he's shooting. You mean when he's shooting? When he's holding a gun to him. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. And my second one, I thought this was great, but it didn't it didn't really have a lot of it was more in like kind of a montage bit where yeah. um the scientist is standing uh at I mean when, when when he's looking through the trash and then it and then the the trash guy says oh well you know like yes yesterday's trash got or has already been taken out has yet. already been taken out and then he's standing on like a huge pile of trash at the junkyard. oh yeah and he kicks the thing that and is he, a really good shot actually yeah, yeah and and i don't know i thought and there's like fire coming out and so i kind of liked that actually that i thought i thought that was i thought it was a great shot but it didn't mean a lot it was just kind of yeah. like okay i liked that whole sequence actually that little yeah of him trying to work out the clues and then just cutting to random um it was it was cool. I, I don't know how to... It was just a mm. cool bit. Um, no, I would was going to say my second shot would be that one I was talking about earlier where the, he does this, like the lap and all the same shit happens because I just yeah. thought it was really cool. I, re- I really... Sorry, I, I meant to say this before, but um, I mean, the, the joy of watching these kind of detective films is because, you know, like... You're trying you, to work it out yourself. You're trying to work it out yourself and then when they find a clue, you know, like your brain starts racing or could it be this, 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 you know, whatever, and it goes down this rabbit hole. Mm. But... Every single clue that they find, and as soon as you like, you you feel like you're going somewhere and you know getting on track of finding out the stuff, you know, m- more in the middle of the film. But you know that happens a few times, and then every single time it's a dead end, and you get you know annoyed. Like, it you get you frustrated as much as they're getting frustrated. Yeah, because you, know? you you just want to know, and then you don't find out. It's like, yeah, that's kind of true, eh? The, all I those think, dead ends, but I do think it's kind of sad. I feel like the um the mystery crime fiction genre is just so oversaturated now like there's just so many that's true but i think you know the, this does a good job of, of subverting that because you just it, it's not about who well, to who, an extent but i would say the like f- the film isn't really about who done it it's more about the characters who are trying to figure the journey, it out yeah so it's, it's almost like it's almost and whereas like you know other stuff like I don't know, like other murder mysteries, I guess, like Seven, it's all about like what's the point that this that the killer is trying to make. Whereas, and you know, it's, it's this all is about kind the, of the point of the killer or whatever, and that's what makes it interesting. But the interesting thing about this is the the relationships between all of the different detectives and, and, and their method or... Well, what's interesting is now that you've said that, I'm thinking it's kind of like not a crime fiction or not a, not sorry, not a mystery crime film. It's dressed up as one, but it's not yeah, actually. Yeah. It's just using that it's as. It's more of a character study. It's more of a character study, and and then the gimmick of the film is. I, I shouldn't say gimmick, but like the yeah, it's dressed up as a. Whoops, it's dressed up as a crime. Uh, mystery. Yeah. Yeah, but it's more about a you know the characters and how they operate in the how world. they operate and and the morality and and mm. yeah you know even you get to that point of you know, the scientist gets so frustrated that he starts resorting to the methods that the other detectives were using and then... Yeah, which is more And then the, the shaman, the shaman, you know... Is more logic, he becomes more he logical. He becomes more logical towards the end. Yeah. I did really enjoy the film. I gave it... I and gave it gets, it stuff gets so much more serious as more murders start taking place. I think, you know, after they pull out the, the peaches from the... The peach from... The cut-up peach from the... From the vagina, yeah. That is a... Of a it's like you know, and mo- it is a bit of a. Just they're in there in the in the morgue, seeing, and you know, you, you get a close up of um, the the shaman's face, and then you know, I think that's 
when he starts realizing like, oh, this is serious shit. You know, like I need to, yeah. You know, you know, he was like forging evidence at the start. You know, with the that's so true. Yeah, he was doing the shoe print. He was just like, fuck, we just need to, you know, get it sorted. Just get someone, you know, so we can wrap. <laughs> like, you this know, because he felt like he knew who it was, and you know, he just like, okay, well, that's it. So I can't find any evidence, so I have to. Yeah, that's true. His journey over the whole thing is as. At the start, he just seems like a, yeah, I'll just fucking sort it out so that we can just get the, you know, the mystery over and done with and solve it, move on to the next one. And by the end, he's the voice of reason. Yeah. At the train, on the train line. Yeah. I did think that was interesting. Yeah. I gave it a, I gave it a four out of five because there were just a few things that were just kind of not bugging me throughout the film, but I still really enjoyed this, the overall, like it was nothing still enjoyable. Really, and nothing bugged me. Fair enough. I gave it a five. Yeah, I saw that. It was just, it, this is the thing, and, and maybe it's just the, at the detriment of, like, me, but technical things bother me sometimes. They just get in the way of, like, I just noticing, like, the colouring throughout the thing, I just didn't really like it, and it was a bit distracting. Even though it was done on purpose. I know it was done on purpose, it was just, but it's a taste thing. It's just, I, f- I didn't, it, well, it was, I didn't feel the need for it, or, like, I feel like they could have done it a different way. I don't, you know, but, like, you know, I, I feel like to the average viewer... You That's know, what I mean. This is it's a, me, it's a me thing. That's what I'm saying. It's the detriment of myself that little things like that, which shouldn't annoy me, just do. But mm. it's... Bec- I guess it's the, the nature of, like, really trying to analyse a movie, is you looking at every aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. But overall, I, I really enjoyed the film. I would... It's... Uh, Dan and Seb recommend. Dan and Seb recommend. Um... And and on that note, I think... We're going to wrap up now. That's another review. Episode five. Next week. We're doing... next. The next two episodes, I'm not going to be here, so that I'm going to be on call. Um, what a loser. Yeah. What a loser. And Seb will be in the, in the stewed. In the stewed. Anyway, yeah, next week we're... We can already say, I think, because we're definitely yeah. doing... Next week we're doing Shiver, Shiver Baby. Baby. Uh, Who's it by? I can't remember. It's a great film. It was um, adapted from a short film, which I don't know how it was picked up, but it's, it's only... They... Someone, the director probably wrote a, um, she, she probably wrote a feature and then, you know, made a short film out of it and then. Or, well, no, I, f- I'm, I thought it was, it was a short film that was, she was asked to adapt it into a feature. I'm not sure. Anyway, we won't get into it because that's next week's episode, but, um, don't worry about that now. We'll do that. Emma Seligman. Seligman. I assume it's a Jewish. I think it probably It would probably be based <laughs> off the film. Anyway. On that note, um, I have been Dan. I have been Seb. And we will see you next week. Um, Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.